The Print Files, where we bring you the inside story on the printing industry by Print21, the people who know print. G'day and welcome to the Print Industries podcast from Print21 and to the latest episode of the Print Files series on Leading in Print. This episode sponsored by Courier Group. I'm Wayne Robinson, editor of the Print21 Media Hub, and today I'm delighted to welcome Sonia Schwabsky, CEO of print franchise group Quick Copy, to the podcast. Thank you, Wayne. Lovely to be here. Sonia, maybe we can uh, start with your current role. Many people know Quick Copy through the numerous high street stores that there are around the country, uh, but you're CEO of the franchise group. So what does that involve for you? On uh, What's your main roles within the group? Well, as the CEO of Quick Copy, yes, we're a franchise, as you mentioned. Um, I've been here now 12 months, and most of my time is spent balancing between looking at the strategic direction of the brand and the business as a whole. Who are we going to attract to the brand in the future to run Quick Copy centres? And then also, who are the customers that we need to pull in from a marketing perspective into the customer, into the franchise uh, stores as well. So it's a combination of balancing your short-term and immediate needs of the business and the franchise owners with a strategic viewpoint at the same time. So it keeps me on my toes. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot to do dealing with big issues and small issues. And, and for Quick Copy, a long-established franchise group within Australia, within the Australian business and consumer world, um, what is the strategic direction? How is that moving as time evolves? Well, that's one of the things actually I've, I've been brought in to do. Um, Quick Copy's been such a successful business for, you know, over 40 years. So you can tend to get a little bit stagnated and stale, I guess, in your approach when you're so successful. Um, I think in the last 10 years, there's been so much change in the industry that we operate in, which is obviously the print industry, that the business perhaps wasn't moving at the same pace as what now the industry is moving at. So what I've come in to do is really um, look at the business as we stand today and see, well, where do we need to be in five years' time? What does the business need to look like? What does the business model need to look like? What type of owners are we going to bring into the print industry to run our operations? What type of uh, customers are going to want to purchase from us? What are they going to purchase from us? Uh, how are they going to purchase from us? So all of those things we have to put into what are called the melting pot. And we've done a lot of um, research and done a lot of studies to work out, well, what's our situational analysis look like? Where are our opportunities to grow? What are the products that we need to sell? Um who do we need to attract to not only, like I said, buy products from us and be serviced by a quick copy centre, but who do we want to attract to actually run a quick copy centre and what type of centre do they want to run and how do they want to run it in a number in like three to five years' time. So we need to start thinking well ahead of the curve because it takes some time to change things like systems and um, your data infrastructure and all those things need to be looked at now so that in five years we've really got an operation that's what we're desiring um, to build and also it's going to be attractive to the younger people that are coming in and wanting to buy businesses. Well, younger people sounds good. How, how do you get your information to make your decisions 
you, you're talking there about a lot of decisions you've got to make that are big decisions affecting you know, your 100 or 95 businesses. How do you get that information? Is that, do, you go, do you commission research companies? Do you talk to the owners? Do you talk to the market? Where does it come from? And how do you assess it and analyse it and quantify it? Mm. Well, we did, we commissioned a desktop research study last year. Um, I got that done, you know, late last year we received, mid last year we received the information on that. So that's like a desktop study. So that's pulling from your IBIS reports and all of the different studies on the print industry. We look at ourselves more from the marketing services industry. So we looked across the board at the marketing services industry, which print is part of. Um, that's where we focused a lot of our attention. We looked at what type of things are marketing managers buying now and how much are they spending on print and what type of products and what are they going to spend in the future. So we looked at all of that. We looked at the economic conditions, how things are moving, what has remote working done to shape um, the transactions and the way people interact with businesses today and in the future. So there was a whole lot of different things um, within that marketing research. We also looked at the competitors, what they're doing, what their success they're having, and we also looked at the franchise industry as well. So we had to put all of that into um, the mix. And then on top of that, we then, then you kind of move to the more, you get people involved. So we've done the research, we've put that together, and then I got the team together. We had a session last year where we looked at, we used a methodology called playing to win to see what is our competitive um, piece, what's what's going to make quick copy successful in the future. And so we all got together, went through that process, and then actually uh, over the last, um, since last year, I've engaged with a um, strategy consultant to help us work through what I call, um, I guess it's scoping out where our digital investments should be. And when you think digital investments, it's it's not just about digital, it's about what does digital and the investment in digital and systems enable us to do in the future and where should we be focused. So that's the process we've been through. Um, and then we've come up with, from that, we've come up kind of with four areas that we see as the, the focus for the business going forward and, and we're working towards building the plans out based on that work right now. Okay, so clearly a, a considered and a well-resourced um, and situation that you've been through, that you're going through with that, which is, which is true. You've put a lot of time and effort into it, which is terrific, a lot of energy. And in terms of print, obviously quick copy, it's in the printing industry. How do you see the future of print panning out, Sonia? It's obviously changing, uh, but you'll see of a, a major print group. Uh, is print going to remain as it is, as the core of the business? Will it remain? Will it? Are you diversifying into different areas of print now, not just business cards and pamphlets, maybe wide format, maybe labels? Uh, how do you see the future panning out in the print part of the business? Well, print and what I call physical print products will always be the core of our business. But you're right. I mean, we're looking at what are the natural adjacencies to what we do. Um, we're dealing, we mainly deal with small business, small to medium-sized businesses or, you know, those marketing or business unit managers of larger corporations, they'll come to us. I mean, our real, um, I guess what you'd call our, our customer value proposition is really about the service that we offer 
and the enduring relationships that we build with our customers. So we tend to form such deep relationships that it's just a natural progression that people will go, well, look, you're doing such a great job on this. Can you look after this for me? And we, what we do is we, we really get to know our customers so well, they kind of say, well, how can we come, how can we go along with our, with a business owner or a, a business um, professional from the beginning of their business life or the business, the beginning of their career and stay with them the whole time. So we really do see print as the core, but what can we do to help them build their brands and tell their stories? So there's a physical part of that. Obviously, there's a digital part of that coming and there's also other related products around the edges, um, whether it's a digital business card or it's a um, digital marketing services. They all kind of fit nicely in with print because at the end of the day, what we're doing is helping people tell a story or get their message across or we're helping them build a brand. So we do look, we have looked at it from that perspective but yeah print will always be the core of what we do and how we bring in these other adjacent um services marketing services will be the will be the the approach that we take and i guess as you have discovered entirely necessary to be looking around i was at an event last night and you mentioned the digital business card there i don't know this is what you meant but a guy had his watch another guy put his phone to the watch it scanned a QR code that the first guy had got on his watch and bing, it all appeared on his phone there, his contacts, everything went straight in. Of course, the business card had been a traditional part of printing for 100 years. Um, and whether it will have a future, we don't know. But as you say, there's plenty of print, plenty of print going to be going on. Um, what were the benefits, you would say? Because most of the printing industry, Sonia, as you know, is owner-operators, small businesses, um, that's 80% of the industry in Australia well, and around the world. What are the benefits of being part of a franchise group? Um, I think when, when you think about franchises, a lot of people have got different viewpoints depending on whether they really know the industry intimately. But if you go to the first point of a franchise and the reason for being of a franchise, uh, normally they've come about because someone set up a business, they've had a great idea, and they've gone through all the heartache to develop something that's so uh, well thought out, well structured and working that they have an ability to franchise it. So they've done all the hard work for you. Um, so as an independent business owner versus a franchise business owner, if you come in and start your business, well, you've got to go through all of that heartache. So one, that's taken off the table. I think the second thing is if you've ever been a business owner by yourself, it, it can be quite lonely and you're having to solve a lot of things by yourself, whereas when you're in a franchise, you've got a community of peers that work with you and that's one of the things that's so powerful about franchising and one of the things that I've seen at Quick Copy that's just unbelievable how community spirited they are. Um, you can ask a question. I, I see it. We have an all owners a chat that goes around um, on the email, and every day there's something coming up. I need to use. I put a sticker on this, and I use this. And he's if has anyone got any ideas on that? And you've got people chiming in straight away, feeding back information on how to do things or problems or whatever. We help each other out immensely. And then on top of that, you've got the franchisor who um, 
I, I say this to people like our success as a franchisor is only as good as what each individual centre's success is. So we are successful when they're growing and they're sustainably growing um, and building value in their business. That's how we actually make money and make our revenue. So we're very invested in them doing well. And so when they ring us or talk to us about anything, um, any concern that they have or any issue that they've got, we, we help them. We've got a team of people that dive in and help them um, to solve that. And because of having so many centres running, we've got amazing benchmark data. So we go and say, okay, well, you're spending too much here. We need to adjust this. No, don't invest in that machine. You don't have the money to do it right now. So we're always trying to make sure that they make good business decisions based on this amazing data that we have that looks across the whole group. So, that you know, there's, they're just some of the benefits. And then on the last one I'd say is the brand. Again, the brand's been building. We make sure that we build the brand and continue to evolve the brand so that it creates that um, spearhead into the market for all of the franchisees. So, and they don't have to worry about that part of it either. Which, you know, if you go again, if you've had or if you've been an independent business owner, the marketing and bringing leads in is just such a big chore for a lot of businesses, and that's that's taken care of. So, so not reinventing the wheel, being part of a bigger community, having some leadership, and and obviously the strong brand marketing behind you, yeah, they are powerful arguments for sure. For small business owners, Sonia, as you said earlier, it's it's uh, it can be a lonely life. What do you recommend that they should do in terms of external influences? You know, they're not going to go out and read a book, How to Be Brilliant in Business. How, what, what do you think they should kind of be looking to? Because to take it all on your own for a long period of time, it's hard yakka, isn't it? Sharing, that can be better. Where do you think they should look to? What kind, of, what kind of resources should they be looking to? Well, I know we say, you know, reading a book, you know, it does, it does kind of feel like that's going to take a long time. There's so many different ways to absorb information. And it's one of the things that I say, really, to be successful in this day and age, you have to be a constant learner. You have to be constantly looking at what's going on in the market, in your industry, in the world at large with technology, like the only way you can keep step with the way things are moving, particularly now, is to keep up to date. So whether it's doing things like the modern day version of reading book, which is doing your exercise with a podcast like we're doing here today <laughs> in your ears, or um, even just reaching out into those networks, those business networks, and going to those little seminars where they have people coming to speak and, and you know, even looking at some business coaching and things like that. I mean, that's the things as part of a franchise that they get delivered by us. And we're always constantly keeping them up to date and sending them information. So we're trying to distill that down information that's important to them, but really keeping up to date with what's going on and, and having an open mind um, on how things can be. And, and what about for you personally, Sonia? You're head of a large organisation. Uh, obviously, there is some support structure in there, but who do you or where do you look to for inspiration and support and that kind of thing in your role as CEO? Uh, I'm constantly reading things. Um, I must admit, I'm a bit of a phone junkie. I'm always reading. I've spent a lot of time. I look at things on LinkedIn. I'm constantly going down rabbit warrens to to read 
things further. I do listen to, um, you know, audio books and things like that if there's something of interest um, to me there. I read a lot of articles. I follow and kind of subscribe to a number of different things. But I, I must say that I just get so much information from my phone um, it's not the phone, obviously, the different um, things that I follow on my phone. I particularly subscribe to a, and follow a lot of people on LinkedIn and just always keeping up to date with what's going on there. Business leaders. Business leaders, yes, business leaders, um, publications. I follow the Harvard Review and lots of, and some other digital publications that I, I follow as well and then just people, individuals. Curry Group's 2023 training courses are now available and open for registration. Curry Group offers a wide range of training courses across the company's extensive product portfolio. Courses range from greenfield through to experienced operators and production managers. The courses can also be designed to suit a company's specific needs, including practical examples of your typical work. Courses are held at regularly scheduled intervals in our fully equipped demonstration centre or on site. With our comprehensive training curriculum and hands-on practice, we provide the knowledge and skills necessary to utilise the full capabilities of our product portfolio. For more information, email Curry Group, info at currygroup.com.au. One of the things you're known for Sonia is being a digital champion. What what would you describe that? What do you think it means to be a digital champion for a print business? What does it mean for them to have a digital focus, and why should they? I think, um, and the the word digital, I think, is kind of a bit confusing in all of this. We talk about digital print, and then we talk about digital, as in digital marketing, and so the word has really kind of been confused a bit. I think about digital and installing digital and investing in digital as efficiency. That's what I think of it as. It's all about efficiency. It's all about experience from a customer perspective and it's about automation. So when I speak to the centres, we're just about to roll out um, an e-commerce platform for them. And I say, don't think of this as anything else but a way for you to deal with smaller customers, smaller orders, and just make it really efficient. You don't have to stop your machine over here or stop what someone's doing and going and deal with someone on a print job of 10. Let the system, let go and get them to do all the work online, design it, send the file through, and you just get the order and print it out. Um, so I talk to them about it being efficiency uh, and productivity gains and and that's something being a smaller printer I'm sure in the bigger printing world there are so there are robots and all sorts of things going on but in what we do it's very hands-on and it's quite manual and it's hard to install automation because everything is different it's bespoke so where we can install um, efficiency tools which e-commerce at the end of the day is an efficiency tool you're getting your customer to do more of the work than, than you're doing um, and then you're having files come through and go straight onto machines and then so there's no touch there. Um, to me, that's what I call di digital. In the print industry, digital is about efficiency and automation and making everyone's life a bit easier. What, would, what does it take for a print business owner who print businesses have traditionally been 
manual activity, printing, finishing, taking orders, job job based. What does it take for a print business owner to embrace digital or shall we say go through a digital transformation? Um, I think it goes back to what we we're speaking before. I think um, the first thing is you've got to have an open mind and one of the things it's it's quite difficult in a lot of businesses, particularly if they've been around a long time and, and the print industry has been around a long time, um, it's saying, well, look, there are good things from the past, but uh, there is now new and modern ways to do it that's going to make your life easier. So it's important to embrace that because there's so much pressure now on, on, on pricing and inflation and the costs of things. We've got to look for how we can drive efficiency into their centres. So that's the first thing that I think is important. I think it's important that in when you're embracing change, you have to be prepared that sometimes things don't always work out the way you expected and sometimes things can, can I wouldn't say fail, but not go as, as well as you planned and you've just got to learn from that and evolve it and move on and keep moving. Um, I think some of, the thing, some of the things that I've dealt with for a number of years with going through a lot of change management um, processes with large groups of people is if you've got the mindset that everything's got to be perfect, which a lot of print people do, they're fastidious about the details. It's like you can't plan everything to the nth degree, otherwise you'll never do anything. So it's kind of saying, well, look, you've got to go to what they call a growth mindset type of viewpoint on these things and give things a go. And, yes, they may not always be perfect, um, but as long as you can contain that and it's not too big a risk for them not to be perfect and you can learn from that, you can roll things out a bit quicker and a bit before you would have in the past where you had to get everything right and then you released it. So that's a new way of thinking and I think that's the thing that uh, once people can get their heads around that, that helps them embrace change as well. Uh, What do you think will happen to those that struggle or choose not to embrace the change, not to embrace the digital transformation? Well, uh, I don't know what's going to happen to them. The businesses will probably continue to decline, um, particularly in the print industry. Um, You have to keep changing. Like if we just look at what's happened with the pandemic and I think about um, some, particularly in in our CBD regions, things have changed so much. The dynamics of the market that they're in and their customer base has changed so much. And if you just keep thinking that the business is going to come the way it used to come, then your business won't improve and you won't grow back to those numbers that you were doing before. Whereas I've seen, because I've been able to compare it, it's like I've got my own little laboratory on this. I can see centres that are embracing the change and doing things differently and trying all new things, they're going like great guns. And the others that are still doing the things that they did before, they're not. It's just you've just got to keep evolving and we've just gone through a dramatic experience in the economy with um, the way people purchase, with the where they're working from. There's been a whole lot of dynamics change and uh, we the only way to, to continue to grow a business is to change with it and to find new ways to deal with things. I certainly have to do that in the modern world because, as you say, in the blink of an eye, three years' time, so much has changed. 
Uh, and so, yeah, clearly business has to change with it. As well as being a, <clears throat> known as a digital champion, Sonia, you're also known as a people champion in that you really believe in unlocking the potential in people. I'd just like to ask you, what do you mean by that? And how do you or they do it? How do they unlock the potential? Well, that, that's, that's a, a, a key to it really, isn't it? Um, trying to get the best out of people. I think my approach has always been that I don't need to be the one that does everything. I need to find people who can do it well or find people who've got the potential, the right attitude and the right mindset and get them to work on whatever is needed and, and kind of unlock some of the the skills that they perhaps didn't even realise they had or some of the thinking and capabilities that they didn't realise they had. The way I normally approach it is I'm really quite consistent or disciplined in having one-on-ones. I do it every two weeks with everyone who reports into me. And in that session, um, I'm always trying to find out, getting them to recognise what they're doing well and recognising them for... Um, the achievements that they've made in the in the couple of weeks since we spoke about. And people might think, well, why do you get people to do that? I, because what I find is people are too, are often down on themselves and they don't actually acknowledge in themselves the good things that they're doing. And that's really important to get people recognising that they're doing great things and then to also start broadcasting that around the business. Um, the other reason I, I like to have those sessions with people is just to really talk about how they're feeling um are they happy coming to work it's that's the first question I ask them just to gauge what's going on and and that draws out a lot of what what how they're feeling um and then the other thing I speak to them about is what what really is you know what else could you have done better or did you have anything that you need help with or what hurdles or barriers have you got in the business and normally that brings out well where can I help them kind of improve and, and do things in a better way so that they uh, can thrive in the business. And at the end of the day, if you start to get people working in that way, they become much happier coming to work, they're more productive and they start to shine and really enjoy what they're doing, which is when thing, that's when I say the magic happens. Well, it's certainly a, it's a long way from the old school print world of uh, blokes turning up and shouting at each other when things aren't going right, <laughs> um, which is uh, it's terrific to see. And, you know, the print industry is changing in that way, in the relationship way, and obviously looking after people's mental health, supporting each other. Uh, it's not changing as fast as perhaps some would like, uh, but, it, but it is changing, clearly, uh, and what you're doing is part evidence of that. And also, Sonia, print's changing. It used to be, a, a, a mentioned there, a blokey kind of world. It's still predominantly male, but that is changing. It's evolving. Uh, and clearly, you're part of the evidence of that CEO of a major print group. Um, and I want to ask you how you've how you found that. Um, but I know you've worked in male industries before. You, for instance, you don't get more blokey than King G Workwear, which you were uh, a manager in, and and also managing Forrest as an entrepreneur in Nicaragua. I imagine is not for the faint-hearted. Um, what what do you say for to young women who are looking at a career in print uh, and see it? As how do they how should they see it? One of the things that I kind of reflect on in in my career in my life, I've never really seen, you know, the male female thing as such as as big a deal as what 
people say, and I don't know whether that's just my upbringing. I, I kind of didn't feel it was ever something that stopped me from doing anything I wanted to do. And I think what it comes down to, if I was to speak to young people and get them into the print industry, I say, look at this industry. You can be creative, it's physical, you're building things, and you can have um, that feeling of achieving something every day because it's so dynamic and you're getting things out the door every day and, and you can be really proud of what you're doing. So as an industry, it's got a lot of dimension to it and I think that's enjoyable for a lot of people. And the whether it's male or female to me is kind of, um, I don't really see it as uh, not being a diverse industry. I don't know whether it's over at, over at Quick Copy, we've got a lot of females, so um, particularly even in head office, but we've got owners. I'd like to see more Quick Copy owners. Um, and the reason I think um, we perhaps don't have some of the females in, whether it's the print industry or in, in, in Quick Copy, in those owner positions is more about confidence. And I think a lot of the time um, when you have problems in the workplace with another person, whether they're male, female or whatever they are, it's not really about the sex. It's about someone's self-confidence. And I think that's why women don't stand up and say, yes, I can run this and I can own this business or I can be the manager or the CEO of this department is because they're lacking confidence. Um, I'm hoping that the new generations coming through, you're going to have a lot more women coming through with a lot more confidence um, particularly the millennials and then, you know, the Gen Zs coming after them. Um, that's what I'm seeing in, in the world at the moment. So I'm sure the, uh, the, the, the industry, the print industry is going to become a lot more female because it's such a great industry to get into and I think females would love it. Yeah, well, it is a great industry, right, with much opportunity, whether that's in the craft side of things or the business development side of things. And it's great to hear that you're of your experience so, yeah, no, and I'm sure the younger generation will come through. And my youngest daughter is now an apprentice carpenter, something that you know wouldn't have happened 10, 20, certainly 20 years ago. So, yeah, there's great hope for it. And, there, and uh, recently, of course, PBCA has done some great work in getting apprentices back onto the list. So there, as long as we can all spruik that message of uh, print being a really good industry to be in, whatever your aptitude, that's good. Sonia, on that positive note, I think we'll wrap up this episode of the Print Files Leading in Print series. Uh, it's been great to have you sharing your thoughts. So great to have you here, uh, sharing your thoughts on uh, on your experience of, of life and uh, of the print industry. Uh, I'm sure everyone has uh, really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you, Wayne. It's been fantastic. So it's goodbye from this episode of this Print Files from me, Wayne Robinson. And it's goodbye from me, Sonia Schwabsky. And uh, thanks to our sponsor, Curry Group. Uh, we value all your feedback, of course, and we look forward to joining us next time for the next episode of The Print Files, Leading in Print, from Print21. The Print Files podcast is produced by Southern Skies Media on behalf of Print21, owned and published by Yaffa Media. The views of the people featured on this podcast do not necessarily represent those of Print21, Yaffa Media, or the guest's employer. The contents are copyright by Yaffa Media. If you wish to use any of this podcast audio, please contact Print21 via their website, that's print21.com.au, or send an email to editor at print21.com.au. You can subscribe to The Print Files via your preferred platform and read all the latest news on the printing industry at print21.com.au.
just been listening to a Yappa Media Podcast. Southern Skies Media.